be the bad man to be the sad man behind blue eyes all right good evening ladies and gentlemen throughout the land throughout the seven or however many kingdoms there are in this fine land it's chaboy king of the pod drew here back in the building still chilling in casterly pod here not in my normal small council chamber of the cube. No, I'm still, you know, there's still usurpers about, poisoners about, still concerned, but hey, good news, my hand, Lord Eric, hand of the king of the pod, is off suspension. He didn't come to Castle Pod right now, so we may check in on him later in the week or maybe for the finale, but don't worry about that, guys, because I got a treat for you. Special guest telephoning in via Raven right now. It's all your boy. Lord Nam over here from down south in his keep in his castle. Chill, How you doing, Lord Nam? Chill, chill, chill. Well, 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 well. Let me slow it down real quick, Padre. You said Lord. Uh, I don't think you mm-hmm. realize I've been upgraded to King of Brooklyn because you had left. You had left the Brooklyn part, so it's like it's like I'm Jon Snow. I haven't bent the knee yet to you. Mm. May- maybe, maybe I will. Because you don't record in Brooklyn anymore. I'm the only only guy here so okay well here, here's what i'll say lord nam uh, i'll give you this i'm not going to give you king because that's definitely in flagrant um you know it's really uh it's a flagrant foul yeah, right there? flagrant disregard of my throne <laughs> that's a flagrant foul oh uh, okay i got one of contempt of my one. throne here's what i'll give you though now here's what i will give you so you know in game of thrones and song of ice and fire right uh there's the the area of dorne now dorne was never con- was only brought into the fold through marriage so there are not a lot of kings in Dorne, but there are a lot of princes. So I'll give you Prince Nam. You could be Prince Nam of Brooklyn. Can't be king, but you can be prince. How about that? Wait, so I'm prince and lord, technically, then, of Well, Brooklyn. yeah, you could be addressed as prince instead of lord, or you can just still be styled as lord. Up to you. Well, Take your well I'm only going to be prince if I can rock a purple suit. That's about it. Well, if you have one, you can rock. You know, I, I'm not going to provide that suit, but go, feel free to do so on your own, on your own time. Then. Oh, I will. I will. So wait, wait. You're not paying for it. That's fine. That's fine. I'll I'll, I'll take care. No, of it. I mean you're a prince. You can pay for your own purple suit. Yeah, um, purple suits and what do they call it? Uh, not Wells. Uh, ale, right? They call it ale. What you're drinking? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. They don't. Ha- they call it Dornish piss or. What? Oh, the wine, the Dornish, the Dornish red. Yeah, you got to drink. But they don't. Dornish they don't have any. Red. They don't have any burbs right now up in there. Well, they don't have bourbon in Dorne or in Westeros, but I think they do have it in Brooklyn. So you can, as as a Prince Nam, you can drink that bourbon. Right well, now. I love well, I'm glad we covered all that, Pod. Pod, true. pod. <laughs> me too. <laughs> king of the pod. Yes, I am. All right, king so, of the that pod, gonna, so that means I'm going to call you Cop. Cop Drew. All right, that's fine. Cop Drew over here. Now, Prince Nam, I do believe that you did watch the newest episode of GOT, season seven, episode six. I believe it was titled. Beyond the Wall, right? Yeah, yeah. on my life, uh, Cop Drew, I did watch it legally last night, Mm -hmm. but also on my life, I did watch it the day before with a leaked version. I I was... Illegally leaked. Well, well, I I was very indecisive about it, and it wasn't until I was at a trivia night with one of my buddies locally. Actually, it was... uh, Former uh, co-host of Brooklyn Rebound, co- former uh, JT Baller, he he was telling me like he was oh. going to watch the sh- the episode like I think the next night. I was like, eh. this is the first time in my life, Cop Drew. I did not 
want to partake in any illegal activity. But the reason I did was... No piracy. No piracy. Right, huh? right, right, right. Uh, the only reason I did was because I wanted to be able to have my Twitter finger faster for the viewing. Spoilers are out there, too, you know, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta be careful. Yeah. So, Prince... Sir Baller, Sir JT Baller, did watch the league. He watched it. He watched it. I, from what I know, I didn't really, I didn't really hit him up after that. So uh, that's as far as that went, really. Well, they weren't doing trivia on the leaked episode, right? <laughs> no, no, no. They went, they went home. I think after trivia, they went home like at eleven to watch it. I feel like that's not like the best time. I don't know what. Let me hear. Let me hear your side of how you partaked in this episode six uh, extravaganza. Okay. Well, all right. Listen, I'm not going to get caught on record with any illegalities in my kingdom here. Hey, I watched this thing. You, it, let it be said. I did. No matter what else I did, I watched this thing at nine o'clock off HBO Go yesterday. Wait, whose HBO so Go's account is this though? Oh, it was like, you know, um, it was probably Lady Padre's uh, father's or something like that. Okay. Don't fine. worry about that's that. Fine. That's Don't fine. worry. That's not piracy. That's, no, that's hey, not. Hey, I can hang with pirates anyway if I want. I'm the king, but I'm just saying. True. Listen, let's talk about the actual episode. Now, what, what, what would you rate this one? Because I, me personally, there was a lot of really cool scenes and dialogue, but overall I had some pretty major issues with this episode. So what, let me hear what you have to say about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... I was really, really pumped. I, I don't know. More and more, I think it's maybe because it's it's gonna be a closure to the whole series. I've been just really into it. I've been not going as far as the Reddit theories in terms of logging on there, going to forums, but I have been reading the mainstream theories. I, I love this episode uh, for many reasons because I felt like okay. the power shift uh, between all parties, kind of even even the playing field by the end of the episode. Uh, it just, including obviously the, the White Walkers, everyone all together, everyone needs to come together, kind of like Marvin Gaye, what's going on, to, to figure out how to take care of uh, the Bart Simpson Night King with his little uh, Bart hair up there and yeah, take care of he that. Was doing the, he was doing the Bart Man too, flexing on that touchdown. Yeah, he was, and also he had a, he, without the slingshot, he had the javelin, you know, he just like threw it up oh, there. Yeah. yeah, so. Yeah, the, the memes were out in full force, like Jacksonville Jaguars select the Night King first <laughs> overall pick, or the Jets. Um, That's good. That's good. But what do you think about So I've all season and last season too, pretty much since the show moved off the books and doing their own thing. I feel like the writing has gone downhill for sure, and they're taking too many shortcuts, uh, mm. and it's just getting a little sloppy. And that was not evidenced any better than le- than in the Beyond the Wall episode. I thought some a couple of things that happened in this episode where I was just like, it, it was pretty stupid in my opinion. Did oh, you not feel that way? At no, all? no, no. I mean, there is uh, uh, there's a two different uh, sides of the conversation there. There is how it's produced and how it's written, or if you're just along with the storyline, right? So there's two different types of recaps. Like, in terms of what you're saying, I agree completely. There's a lot of flaws, a lot of uh, what the fucks, uh, why are certain characters not being shown, like Bran Stark. They're at Winterfell for a minute, and Bran Stark can't yeah. e- even get a hello. I mean, what's up with that? And, pa- yeah. you know, Podrick, still, uh, no no camera burn at all. What's up with that? Mm-hmm. The- yeah, Bran was trying to leave Podrick behind too and and santa was like nah i don't want him (laughs) you take you take that dude with you (laughs) we don't want him here but yeah so let's talk about let's start with that winterfell plotline to begin with here because most of it was beyond the wall stuff and then with daenerys and dragonstone a little bit 
But let's talk about this whole Sansa Arya. And like you mentioned, Bran. Bran could have been jumping in here when, when the sisters got beef now, telling them what's going on. But I feel like the writers were like, they didn't want to have that happen because they want to kind of manufacture this drama, which felt a little bit forced. So what, do, what do you think? Yeah, it definitely felt forced on so many levels because also with the recaps, like if you've been watching inside the scenes or behind the scenes, all that, literally they are saying they're leading the audience, which has never been really a, a thing in the past couple episodes. I don't know if they're just getting nervous because they don't actually have a you know a script to go off of uh, anymore based on them changing you know a box yeah yeah exactly so uh they're saying like oh yeah you could tell like there's going to be little fingers doing the stuff that was a couple episodes and you could tell that things are it just was so i don't know it, it seemed petty it, it seemed like mean yeah. girls regina and Lindsay lohan I mean, style i'm a little bit torn on naria here because on one hand it, it does seem manufactured and like as a viewer you're like look you want them to just get along. You know what they've both been through and everything. Right. On one hand, though, I guess I could see if... Like, Arya is kind of a psychopath now. Uh, I mean, she just came straight from killing all of Frey's, like, baking him in pies, doing all this crazy shit. She's kind of, like, trying to be hard. I could, And she didn't. She never had a good relationship with Sansa to begin with, and she hasn't seen her in years just because they're a lot different now. She's still falling back into her old ways, plus with all the added creepy shit she's got now with her faces. So I could see that, but... I still think they could have set it up better than they did, and I don't know. I, I especially the second scene where Sansa finds her faces, and then Arya's doing the thing with the dagger. It was a little bit much. Yeah, uh, I mean, what do you find as the meaning of that whole last interaction between the two with the knife and the and all that? It's hard to say because I don't think Arya really would hurt Sansa or vice versa. I don't know, but I mean. I do still think it's leading to Littlefinger getting got here. I, I think it's going to happen in the, in the finale that's coming up. You know, it's seven-episode season, short season, which I also think was kind of a detriment. They could have stretched this out longer, but I think they wanted to use the budget more, so less episodes. But, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like it's going to that they're going to make you think that something's going to happen, but then Littlefinger is going to get caught. Maybe with help from Bran or whatever. It should be. Like, Bran should do something, like we're saying. Because he knows everything. I don't know. Right, right, right. It, he, he should at least be able to find it out if he doesn't know it already. You know, check right. those. So I, I check ca- your emails, Bran. I categorize them. Uh, Arya's a hater, uh, just in general. She mm-hmm. just she hates people. She hates uh, her sister. I think the only one she likes is Bran because he's kind of... And Bran is woke. Well, John, she likes John. Oh, right, She's right, right, right. Yeah, Bran is woke and high as fuck right now. Sansa's also mm-hmm. a hater, and Littlefinger's just a fuckboy. So, I mean, it's yeah. just... Well, let's mention that real quick, too. With Littlefinger, he told... I guess he was... What was his game here when he was telling Sansa that let Brienne step in because she'll want to protect both Yeah, people. I ruled that down, Sansa too. And ends up sending her away. Right, so. because uh, she, he said, Littlefinger said that to her, to Sansa, saying, like, wouldn't Brienne, like, interrupt you guys, like, just in case you wanted to kill each other? And Sansa's like, yeah. <laughs> and then the next thing was Sansa's like, yeah, just get out of here, Brienne. Like, that makes no sense at all. There's no... So, but, but was that Littlefinger's plan? He knew that Sansa would send her away based on that? Because, like, he's... 
but it's not logical. Know. It's not logical. Like, what? Are right, you yeah. have you have a conversation? Like, I'm saying, like to you, hey, if I step, let's say, Lady uh, Podnam is the protector between you and Lady Padru, and then I tell I tell one of you, I tell you, like, hey, if you guys start fighting, you and you and yours, wouldn't Lady uh, Podnam step in? And then you'd be like, you know what? You're right. Let me send her away. Like that just makes no sense mm-hmm. at all. There's yeah, nothing to the store, Lady Pot. Now go give me some Doritos and while little fingers creeping around. Yeah, well, well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it just makes no sense. Yeah. Well, so today when I was thinking about this episode again, I was kind of thinking like I'm, I'm playing a little armchair quarterback here on the writers. I had an idea though that how I think they could have made. Toward the end of last season, and this season's plot lines make more sense. Okay. I'm not going to get into it just yet. That's a little tease. I'll do that later after we talk about the rest of the episode. But right. keep that in mind. I got I cooked something up in my brain here that I think would be better. Uh, cooking let's, up. Let's move on. So back on Dragonstone, before Danny gets called away here, mm-hmm. her and Tyrion got a little conversation going. And, and um, what do you think about this whole scene, Prince Nam? It was a. Uh... I don't know. I feel like it was part constructive, but then part, like, just... uh, They already had that scene, like, last episode. You know? Like, they kind of had that tension. Even though I know Viserys said, hey, you gotta step up. You gotta talk to Danny. You know, she's she's wilding out right now. But, like... Oh, Varys said that. Yeah, Viserys, Varys, Leslie Jones... Viserys is her uh, dead brother. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Leslie Jones, And and Spoiler alert, the dragon is named after him, too. The one that gets... uh, Oh, okay. Meets an unfortunate end at the end. But, yeah, you know, they already had that tension scene about, like, killing uh, the Tarleys and whatnot. And I know it's... It's important to keep on going up, but, like, it was a wasted a lot of time. Like, I would say, like, it was, what, like, maybe a four- or three-minute scene that was probably... Yeah, at least, yeah. Yeah, it, it took up way too much time. It could have been like, hey, Danny, you shouldn't kill people. Yeah, you're right. Wait, no, I want to kill people. Boom, that's it. And he was also... Uh, I thought it was kind of interesting that he was talking about her, her having, like, an heir or something. And she's still saying, like... I, I feel her when she's like, we can't talk about this now. Let's win the war. But at the same point, though... She keeps harping that she can't have kids anyway, so I don't really think that's true. Like, I think she just thinks that, but, and it's probably going to be that she can, but. Right. But maybe not, though. I don't know. But, uh, but either way, like, what would the, what would her plan be to carry on her legacy if she can? Like, the dragons can't inherit her throne, you know, that she says those are her children, but. Right, right. I think uh, I think her plan would be. Are you talking about, like, leaving the nest or just chilling with the dragons or overall war plan? Oh. I'm not, not her war plan. Like, Tyrion was saying, like, she has no heir. Like, I think that's what he was saying. So if she dies, who's going to... She can't die. Like, who's going to take over her legacy? Oh, she's getting Go. defensive about that. Yeah. Uh, not having babies, right? Yeah, but she's... I, I don't know. I think they're heading it home too hard. Where, the only reason she thinks she can't have kids is because she had that miscarriage after the, the witch did the thing to her, and the witch told her she would never have kids or whatever. But, like, that's not really, like, scientific proof, you know... <laughs> there's uh, there's medical advancements considering you had dragons after that point, right? So or no, before yeah, that so, point, did she have? It well, after? she had the, no. The dragons hatched after her miscarriage, right? Okay, but she didn't like physically birth them. Mm-hmm. But anyway, all right. So that was a more minor scene. So also before that, they're talking and and she talking about Jon Snow again. They're also trying to har- uh, harbor home, uh, not harbor. They're trying to hit home how like apparently Jon's been swooning for Danny, which we haven't really seen evidence of on screen. But like Davos mentioned it the other episode to John, and this time Tyrion said he saw it, and Danny's like, "Oh, he's a little too small for me, or whatever." 
Oh, that was. A- yeah, yeah, that was that was a good that was a good joke. I mean, I like. See, that's the thing. Like, I think the 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 comedy, which was not really high, other than the fact that the bros hanging out. Uh, I would say the yeah, there's a lot of comedy in this episode. Well, actually. no, no. I mean, maybe Tyrion's comedy has been kind of fading. Um, oh yeah, yeah, his yeah. Right. So that like that that relief, that com- comedic relief, is now maybe that's another reason why I'm just upset. Of like that whole dynamic, like they're on the same team. I know you're gonna have arguments, but like they had a whole episode one where they just didn't say shit. So I mean, uh, what your question was like, what did I think of them just talking about the sn- small uh, men, basically? No, uh, not even what you think about it. Just like pointing that that scene out. Okay. I mean, well, uh, yeah, it is what it is. I, I've already said my yeah. grievances on that scene already. Yeah. So yeah. But obviously, by the end of the episode, Danny's really hardcore after John anyway, it seems. So, uh, when he bends the knee, even though he's lying in bed. But that, that's getting ahead of ourselves. The whole Beyond the Wall mission, let's talk about it. Let's talk about some of these interactions. So, on one hand, this is a dumbass plan. It really was pretty stupid. Again, getting back to Bran, like, come on, John, why don't you hit up Bran be like, scout ahead for me with your, you know, worgen to your raven, scout ahead for me. Tell us where there is, like, one of these random uh, whites. We'll go grab it. Instead of this, they're just charging in there blind, basically. Genji so, never even seen snow before. So wait, wait, wait. So uh, before all that, when they went to the other side of the wall, did he swing by uh, Winterfell, or he just was no? Like, he didn't. They okay, didn't. but it That's was kind of on the way, really, right? It wasn't that much out of the no, way. No, technically it would be out of the way. I still think he should have done it, but it would be out of the way because they're on the water in Dragonstone. They're in an island. Tormund and the Wildlings are holed up at Eastwatch by the sea, yeah. which is on the which is on the water. It's the 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 wall has three active castles going. Castle Black, which is the main one. There's one called Shadow Tower, which we've never seen. That's on the western side. Okay. And then Eastwatch on the east, which is on the water. So he basically took a pretty quick boat ride up there. They took a boat ride up there to get there. So it makes sense, but I still think you should. Even just write a raven to Bran, say, like, if Bran's telling me I, I have these powers now, well, then go scout for us, you know what I mean? They gotta, right. They're got they not utilizing Bran right at all. But anyway, getting past that, let's talk about some of these. There was some good... Con- I, I feel like it's it was contrived to get all these right. seven characters together, but it was good. They had some good conversations, so... For example, Torment. Speaking of comedy, Torment and the Hound had, had a pretty good one here. Yeah, uh, talking about a little Lady Brienne action. Tormund learns a new a new term for cock. He didn't know about dick yet. It, you know that that's a very important scene. I think that was probably the most comedic back and forth witty scene. It's like, yeah, you would like my dick, and then basically, mm-hmm. but they're they're bros because they're they're a band of brothers yeah. right now, right? Well, so and the Hound does save Tormund later when it seems like so. Well, yeah, I'm going to ask you in a second about who you thought was going to die versus what happened. But a couple more of the little one-on-one scenes. Beric is talking to John about being resurrected. He still says he knows nothing. John's, like, getting frustrated that no one knows anything or whatever about the resurrection. Um, but John also then has a scene with Jorah where he's trying to give the sword back to him, offering it back. Jorah rightfully, you know, doesn't take it. Right, um, right. Do you think that was the right move? I I feel like it was just because he really wanted to he really wanted to I guess redeem himself for all of his sins uh, and he's been doing it he's been like going from all the way from spying on Danny to realizing he has to help Danny to getting caught by Danny then going to like what he was basically a slave when he was trading slaves back in the day 
right? Mm-hmm. He was a slave fighter. Yeah, then he became a slave. Yeah, he got great right. scale, all this stuff. Right, so like he went through all these ups and downs, and he's like, yeah, this is still not enough for me to reward myself. Like, I, I got to give this well, back to you, you know? So, yeah. Jorah's pretty mess. I've said it before, but he's he's a pretty hardcore masochist. I feel like. And what do you mean by that? Like he's uh, just he's a like, self-loathing kind of person. Or? Yeah. Well, not even just self-loathing, but he he like seeks out pain. Basically, first of all, he get, falls wildly in love with a woman that he can't. Uh, well, his original wife, where he got, he ended up having to sell slaves because he his first wife made him broke. Basically. So she was already like. Wait, wait. Why did she? Was she just dealing on the side? Why did she make him broke? So what happened was, Jorah ended up getting betrothed to this woman who was a high tower, which they haven't really gone into the show that much. Right, it's in the books. They're a pretty high family. They're a pretty rich family, like well to do, and the Mormonts weren't as much. So she wanted all this fancy goods and everything, and he he like bought all this stuff for her and eventually went broke, and that's why he started selling slaves. He got uh, caught by Ned Stark. Ned Stark was going to, as they mentioned in this episode, Ned Stark was after him for his head. Got it. That's why he ran away to Essos, and then his father disowned him and everything. He gave his sword to John and whatever. But but then, so then De- uh, Jorah falls in love again with a, a woman that he has no, he's never going to be with Danny, no matter, even though he wants it. And so it's, and then he's going through all this stuff for her anyway, though, and he's getting grayscale, and he's volunteering to go back over the wall. I, I use a mess against that guy. I mean, so at that level, when he's like banished uh, from the north, is he not allowed to like seek another like partnership or marriage, or is like he's right? Well, he's not allowed in the north. The reason he spied on Danny to begin with is because he was spying for Varys, and they're saying Robert Baratheon will pardon you if you do this. And then he decided not to go through with it. So he was originally spying to get a pardon to be able to go back to Westeros. Oh, uh, got it, ex- got executed. it. Because Baratheon was afraid that he would lose the king, the king if Daenerys. He wanted the Targaryens all dead. He wanted to kill... Uh, okay, got it. All right. Yeah, which Ned didn't want to do, and that was a fight. That's season one shit. But anyway, so Jorah, yeah. John's not giving uh, the sword back. All right, Jorah's not taking the sword back. I guess this is around when then they get... There might have been some more interactions, but they get into... They see a bear, and that bear got some sexy blue eyes on it. Yeah, Smokey the bear came back, man. He just, uh, he, he uh, died and really... He was Smokey in a second. Yeah. <laughs> Once oh, no. Beric and Thoros light up them, light them swords, <laughs> they just do a little magic. Well, I mean, and, like, uh, he, but, he, he came back exactly twice. He got reincarnated, then he mm-hmm. not, had to get on fire. Uh, yeah. That bear was... And, was a was a lone ranger too, right? Like most of the animals and stuff are kind of like rolling. Yeah, it was with the a lone quarter. ranger. Also, I mentioned last week they, other than the seven, they the show set yeah, sent a couple of dead meats out with uh, with the team there, and th- their job was just to get killed. So one of them got killed right away by the bear, eaten. Then, so the hound freaks out again with fire. He still can't deal with this fire. He didn't do shit. He just stood there frozen. Thoros jumps in. He gets bitten bad. This I thought he was dead then, but no. They uh, Jorah comes in, stabs the bear. I guess I, I guess he has daggers with dragon glass. We're presuming. Then, uh, Beric cauterizes the wound with his flaming sword there, and that that was seeming painful. Luckily, Thoros had a little of that bourbon in, on him still, so or whatever he's drinking there. So he lived a little bit longer past this, but right, right. But so like when let he. Me ask you a, when he okay. went, when he, uh, when he killed, so, like, did they all not have, some of them had dragon glass and some of them didn't, basically? It was I was hard kind of to confused tell. about that. 
I don't think Thoros and I, I I mean Thoros and Beric had these flaming swords. Are they supposed to have gotten made? Maybe they got them all dragon glass swords made at at Dragonstone where they were mining it. Right. I, I think Joris daggers were supposed to be. Obviously, John is the Valyrian steel sword, which later kills that White Walker. Mm. But I, I don't really know. They did this is another one of the things the show just didn't make clear to us. But overall, I like the spare scene a lot. It might have been my favorite scene of the episode. Um, when they're fighting, but, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, it was cool. Then, so let me ask you: at this point, we already know Thoros is down for the count bit. We figure he's going to die, which he does. Right. But he ends. He ends up only being one of the. You know, a spoiler alert to the end. He's one. He's the only one of the Suicide Seven that dies. That was very surprising to me. I thought for sure Beric would die too. Figured Tormund probably would. Wasn't sure about Jorah Gendry. But like at this point, you thought more people would die than this, right? Yeah, I was thinking that um, yeah, Jorah with that last fall, that would have been a perfect time to kind of, uh, well, I don't know. Always oh, falling when they get on the dragon. Yeah, yeah, I mean, not really. It, it, it should have been Jorah instead of Jon Snow doing that whole you guys go and him sacrificing, giving his life yeah. for the queen. That would have made the most sense because he said he was going to do that, you know? Um, and then, you know, if John was fucked up well, too, as well, whatever. Yeah. Well, I said Jorah's a masochist, but John Snow himself, he has like a death wish, basically. I mean, we're forwarding ahead to, a little bit to this part you're talking about, but that was another thing that was pretty dumb to me, but maybe he just has a death wish. I don't know. Yeah. Should have gotten the dragon, yeah. But before, fast forwarding back up to get to that point, about the deaths, though, I would say, like, at the beginning of the show, um, you know, the first couple of seasons... When it was based on the books, major characters like Ned Stark die, and you're surprised. Like, it's really subverting normal TV. Right. Now I feel like the show is not killing characters when they should. I thought they should have killed Bronn off in the other battle. I mentioned it in the Small Council pod here. They're, like, going the other way. They're subverting your expectations by being, like, a regular show where characters don't die, you know? Right, right. Is that is that one of your reasons why you feel a little indifferent about this episode, or...? It is. Uh, the season in general, that's one of my issues with the deaths, but that was one of my biggest issues. Let, let's get to one of my major issues of this episode. So, they get to the part where they meet up with one White Walker who has a little band. John ends up killing it, and all, except for conveniently one that they need, stays alive, but all the rest fall down and die. So, that was interesting to me. I guess this is the first time we learned that you kill one White Walker, maybe the, the whites, the zombies that they had turned die as well. That's what they talked about later. It's so, obviously, uh, I mean, I, I'm sure you went over this in previous Small Council. Whites are the soldiers, and White Walkers are, like, the captains, yes. soldiers, yeah. I mean, captains, lieutenants, all those people. And White Walkers don't seem to be able to be killed by fire that we know, but the zombies, the whites, can. And they both seem to be able to be killed by dragon glass. Yeah, they got flame-proof uh, blazing okay. suits. Uh, it makes sense. So Anyway, they, they are ended up able to capture this one white. They put a bag over its head. It screams out, though, and then... You mean Stephen Miller? The whole army's on Yeah, them. Stephen Miller was up in, that, in, up in that show. He was... Or was he the one that got killed? I don't know. No, nah, he, was, he was the one that captured. I mean, he, they, he was just talking too much shit, so they just had to, uh, you know, quiet yeah. him down a little bit. So. Oh, Stephen Miller's the white. I thought you said he looked like a white walker. Okay. He has jaw fell off and stuff. Yeah. But here's where we get into not a, a several major issues with this episode. This starts out a number one issue here. John tells Gendry, run back to Winterfell and get a, ra- a raven off to Danny. He was all the way back at Dragonstone. I mean, uh, not Winterfell, but Eastwatch. Run back to Eastwatch. Right. right. Now, this is incredibly stupid because I- I'm just going to break it down for a minute here. Everything that's really dumb about Do this. it. Do it. First of all, well, John says you're the fastest, so you do it. 
how do you know Gendry's the fastest? You just met this guy. He's been walking around with a heavy hammer the whole time. You don't know he's the fastest. He's dumb. Not to mention, all right, the, the hound takes his hammer, which, fine, he wants the weapon. Maybe that'll weigh him down. At least give him a sword or something. Like, you, you never know. He could run into another bear or whatever. Or a little dagger. Right, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the dumbest, the dumbest of all here... Gendry already mentioned before, it's the first time he's been north at all. He's never seen snow till now. How is this guy? Why would you pick this guy? How, he's supposed to know how to get back to Eastwatch alone. <laughs> first time he's been in the snow. This is the last guy he should send. And then, all right, so then it ends up working out. He does get there. Davos sees him. They send the letter off. And then that was dumb, too. So they send it off to Danny. Right. Apparently, they get all the way. The raven gets to Dan- Daenerys, and you see the scene of her uh, not agreeing with Tyrion, saying she is going to go, and she ends up... Saving them, kind of a Deus Ex Machina with the dragon. Fine, but this right. whole chain of events was just so poorly plotted to me. We're really supposed to believe he was able to run all the way back. You know, meanwhile, they get on a little island in the lake where all the whites, the zombies, fall in until they figure out to stop going in. All right. Uh, how long? It seemed like maybe they were there for one day and night, chilling out there, freezing on that rock. That whole time, there, Gendry was able to get back, get a raven off, get Danny to fly all the way there. Knows where they are to find them. How does she know that as well? You know, I, I don't know. This was a little a bridge too far for me. Well, I mean, so I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on some points, but I'm gonna uh, oppose you, uh, cop Drew, because All right, Prince, no. because like yes, uh, a lot of it is dumb, and a lot of it you can agree with, like the whole notion of him running and why he was chosen and all that. But at the same time, this is fantasy, you know, fantasy world, right? So we have yeah, no but- we have no timeline and we have no time frame to measure how long ravens take to get how long it takes how much distance was yeah they had excellent scenic shots but we don't they could have been like the white walkers have been walking forever right so like how much distance is that from the wall to them we don't know well you know here's the problem i can make arguments for why yeah maybe they weren't too far from eastwatch and it was an hour run back maybe or two whatever Maybe dragons are just flying so fast and she spots them over. Regardless, my issue is the show had initially been set up with a certain like internal logic mm-hmm. where things made sense. And now it's not like you can't just say it's fantasy. It's been fantasy the whole time, but they're going against the logic they had set up in the early seasons mm-hmm. to now to do what I'm calling these shortcuts now. So that's my issue. And I've, I've seen a lot of people online saying similar things today. A lot of people, I mean, they really did just change the pacing of the show entirely and some of the the logic of how things are done for these shortcuts. I mean, do you, I, mean, I, think it's, I mean, the the way I see it is if if it's going to end like breaking bag and force, you're just going to see Jon Snow laying down again at the <laughs> at the end of the <laughs> maybe that's his thing, you know, like that's like the game in Game of Thrones. Jon Snow forever laying down just like looking like he's about to die or not. Um yeah. But yeah, going back to that whole process with Ganji, the the one thing real quick note was like you're talking about all the speed and whatnot. The one thing I just can't grasp in terms of realism of this whole show. Davos, Onion Knight, all that dude, he just said, like, get the Macers. Yo, Macers are the oldest, fattest people that are, are roaming, you know, roaming the streets and the castles, well, and they also, except for that guy that died, that uh, uh, I guess helped the Lannister family, that guy that had that pep in the set. Mr. Pycelle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he, he was faking, he was faking being decrepit. Yeah, but a lot of them are just, like, straight up old, and, and 
and like out of shape and like I'm sure if yeah. if the master said come down here, it's not the top of the wall. How the like he's gonna take a while first to get the elevator, get down, then go back up with the Raven. You know, like that's a lot of work. So. Uh, to be fair, we didn't see who the East Wash Maester is, so you know maybe they spent the first round pick on this on this Maester, <laughs> and they got the fresh yeah. young guy out the academy. He's running a good forty time, and he's quick with the ring. Would you consider but, but, a Maester a fullback or a running back? Well, I think fullback. I think he's a yeah. I think he's a, a halfback, a scat back. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's it. I don't know. Go it back to your the, point. The, the analogy doesn't really work yet at this point. <laughs> it, it's better with the uh, with the Night King after oh, on the jab. And Joe Flacco. But, um, so, yeah. But you understand my point, though. Overall, like the fact that we're talking about this exactly is it's showing that there is some clear issues. You have to do kind of your own. You have to make your own arguments for right. why what right. you're seeing makes sense when you shouldn't have to do that. I don't know. But anyway, let's just finish out the episode, the plot points of what happens so we can talk about it more. Well, when they're on the island, first of all, the Hound is really fucking up this episode. First of all, he, didn't, he got shook by fire again. Then he's throwing stones like an idiot, and then <laughs> they figure out that, oh, it's not frozen anymore. Then he's got the hammer art. He hammers when people are coming at him, whites, he hammers a couple in. He should have just been going all around and get, you know, hammering all the ice. Maybe they didn't have time, but... um. But then, so, they're, on, they're fighting for who knows how long. You think Tormund's going to die. It's a fake out. Hound actually saves him, so he does something good. And he holds on to that. The one zombie they're still taking back and this cockamamie plan. But then, so, finally, like I said, Dragon X Machina. Danny comes in with all three dragons, which might not have been too smart here. Mm. Because what we see, they're torching the zombies up good, but the Night King, he's got a plan for that. He gets the dragon dead into the drink. They have to get out of there. This is when John has his death wish again. Real stupid, John. You should have got the hell out of there. But Jorah was quick to hop on. He's like, I got shotgun. I'm getting right on, <laughs> up on Danny's back here. Let me get on this. Surprisingly, everyone else lives and says, and then John gets pulled into the water. There was a cool shot, cinematography-wise, where when he's still under the ice and they show his long claws sword. Right. Yeah, that was a really cool shot. Right, right, There's right. some great visual stuff and direction in this app, but... um. Yeah, it's more the writing I had an issue with. But so then we get another Deus Ex Machina here. They fly away. Here comes Uncle Benjen back in with his flaming ball. I'm mean, just cool with the flaming ball, but also Benjen throws him on the horse and says, get out of here and sacrifices himself. I know he said he couldn't go through the wall because of magic or whatever, but he still could have just pulled John on the horse and rode away. Like, I don't know why he had to sacrifice himself, but whatever he goes out r.i.p uh uncle ben uh, well he was already dead so half r.i.p right yeah so. he was half dead but I, I think he's a real dead now i don't know <laughs> <laughs> or he's gonna show up again just being a real corpse this time um well i mean the, a lot of people had beef with uh the whole benjin thing but then also some people counteracted that saying like well it was in the preview of the whole you know uh series they showed you know, Jon Snow hunched over, so, like, uh, the whole picture of things, just replaying that fight, there's a lot of things, by the way, R.I.P. 2 Chains, uh, Dragon, Wheezy's still there, I, the thing is, it was, it was 4 Chains that brought him back, but I, I called them 2 Chains. Yeah, where did they get them chains, by the way, anyway? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he had taken them back in, like, Cube Smart, like, uh, right behind that hill. There's a lot of things that were messed up. So starting off in the center of the circle, it, you talk about, you know, um, what is his name, the Hound 
hitting that hammer, breaking glass, yeah. and you, like you said, do it all around. What about the flame swords? I mean, that would be a lot that too, easier. Yeah, melt the that would be a lot easier, that. right? Just uh, make a make a little mount there, and obviously that means they set up they set up for like a a stall, right? Like there's nothing they can do other than maybe throw some javelins at them, right? And then also with the javelins. They weren't that far. Like, by the time the king came down or was even throwing it, the dragons were throwing flames, like, not that far from where the, the mad kings were. So why wouldn't any three of those dragons hit that fire button, hit that Y well, or turbo, whatever they're doing, and just go straight at them? Like, it here's, just makes here's no the sense. Thing. I do have a couple reasons why maybe that didn't happen. Well, first of all, we don't really know how much Danny can control the other two dragons that she doesn't ride. Uh, Rhaegal and Viserion, their names are. Right. She obviously, they obviously came with her. Well, you mean Two Chains well, and Weezy? We don't Weezy, really know how much. How I named Two Chains and Weezy, yeah, yeah, right, for right. sure. Yeah. So Two Chains and Weezy are uh, are now Four Chains and Weezy, <laughs> or now Ice Chains and Weezy. Half we don't chain. know how much she can control them. Yeah. Like she, she might not be able to get them. The other thing we don't know is. Like I said before, the zombies can die by fire. We don't know if the White Walkers can die even by dragon fire because we've seen they're immune to regular fire in the past. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're immune to dragon fire as well. We well don't dragon know glass are not dragon immune to. We know not that. dragon glass though. Okay. So probably dragon fire could kill them, but yeah, I don't know. It didn't get the chance. Night King got the win this episode. He definitely won the won the day. They go back. So at this point, also then, so they're back at Eastwatch. Danny's gonna leave. She's looking out though. She almost seemed to be more upset about losing John than about losing two chains. Yeah, I think she was trying to come to grips with the whole thing. Like she lost, lost her dumb kid that was not looking down or looking up and decided to not even dodge or anything, whatever. So two chains had passed away. She's already grieving that. I think she was grieving that for a while. But then she was like, "Fuck, John just gave his life after the fact that." So, so that's the most recent death, right? Right. Also, you could argue that it's John's fault that the dragon died to begin with. He was the one who led this dumb mission up north, and he got her to come then. And then he was holding them up when he wouldn't get on the dragon right away, and then that's when they got speared. So I would be more pissed at John if I was Danny. But no, she's like, he gets back in bed now. She's looking at his scars and everything. Maybe she realized, oh, he really did get stabbed in the heart or whatever. So but she's turned on to her. So right alternate. Now. Alternate reality-wise, say John and the Snoot, the Snow Tank Clan gets like X'd off, right? The whole thing. How does that affect the dynamic of everything? Is it like, okay, well, the Mad King now has seven members in addition to his team, or they're just all ripped apart? Who knows how that works sometimes? Is yeah. Danny like Tyrion was right, right? So Tyrion, in terms of his guidance, he's been wrong so many times. But like the best thing to do in terms of her of Danny ascending to the crown would be to do nothing, right? That's the hardest thing to do. That's what Tyrion said. Yeah, yeah. So she did... Would have been smarter on her. Right, if she did nothing... She wouldn't listen to him. You got the three dragons. Yeah, To be fair, Tyrion has been fucking up this season, too, so I can see why she's not listening to him because, like, he has been making a lot of bad moves. I don't know if you've been listening to other small council podcasts. Back to my football analogies, which I love. I was comparing Tyrion to... uh, a, a Rob Ryan type where he keeps getting these D coordinator jobs even though his defenses are always fucking up now in this case really I guess Tyrion's role is more offensive coordinator I guess he's supposed to be planning the wars and stuff but even so he's still making bad mistakes so I think he should be on the chopping block here for a uh, hand of the of the queen but I don't know yeah. but she doesn't listen to him and it turns out bad for her again so who knows here but what do you think about John then bending the knee figuratively since he's laid up but 
to Danny, even though he didn't really need to at this point, right? She believes him now. Well, yeah, he didn't. He didn't need to, but it was. I, I think it was the one thing that it wasn't even tense anymore. Like it was just one of those things mm-hmm. where he had well, to say it for it to actually mean something. But it doesn't matter. They're probably just gonna have uh, inbred babies later, so it doesn't. It doesn't really matter, right? Their cousin or nephew yeah. or whatever. Yeah. That's why I, I think he should have. I think they should have had a marriage pact going and say, "I won't just spend the needy. Let's get married, rule together." Why not that? That's what. Yeah, I because think. he's not in a power position right at that time. He's like, he's just well, like. Well, he's still supposed to have the whole North on his side. I mean, yeah, he needs those people. Yeah, I know, but like, you would think that Danny doing what she did is still gonna make. And John almost died. He has really nothing to offer other than the fact that, like. I mean, he could technically, he could die in that sailor cabin, whatever it is, that captain's cabin, where he could just die right there from hypothermia, which was mm-hmm. probably was going to yeah, happen. Yeah, I got his shirt off. I don't know. <laughs> they got to throw some hot towels on yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, and then she got to see all those scars, too. So, like, yeah. she, she's all about it, but she doesn't know the whole story about Jon Snow yet, so... Well, and they, neither of them know that they're aunt and nephew, but uh, yeah, Targaryens are freaky like that anyway, so you never know. All right, so let's get to final shot of the episode. Two chains pulled out the lake with the four chains, mm-hmm. and he's turned into... What, what's a good name for him now that he's icy that the Night King turned him into? His, what I would presume to be his personal steed here. Uh, wasn't it a little yacht? Little yacht-y? Little yachty? I don't yeah. mean, that's nothing to do with the ice and cold, is Well, it? I mean, yacht, yacht on the boat, I mean, uh, I don't know. I can't think of it. Well, we could I go... I mean, he's like, he's like Ice Cube over here now. We could go <laughs> so. Cube, we could go Tea, we can go... Yeah, I guess we could do Ice... Uh, we could change him up to Ice Tray, or Ice... What's Ice uh, Catra? What's, what's four? Quattro in Spanish. No, tra- Trace is Quattro. Yeah, Ice Quattros because he's got four chains right now. Well, yeah, maybe we'll see what he does and we'll get a better name in the future for him. But what are you predicting? I have my prediction for what's going to happen with this. What, what do you think here? So um, my my predictions have been a little bit influenced but all, uh, in terms of like just reading The Ringer and watching The Post, all that stuff. But I already thought about this. Once, you know, once the dragon was going to go cold, cold-blooded... I felt that he's going to have some like some Pokemon level powers that no one else has seen before where like he's got ice, he's got fire. I mean, he just needs some planeteers. He's got wind, water. He's got the whole well, mecha on him, so do you think he's going to blow ice fire now or like the equivalent of fire but for ice out of his mouth? Yeah, but also like yeah, it's going to be like it's going to be ice uh, like it'll hit him with the coldness or whatever. It'll be fire, and but then it'll freeze him. Some some shit where like it's double powers, and that would equate the two dragons versus one. He's got two powers, so it kind of like levels the playing field. Well, my number one prediction for me right here. I think this uh, the Night King's about to fly over the damn wall with this dragon, right? That's got to happen, yeah. Well, I mean, what what good is the Night King, though, without his uh, lazy-ass zombies just walking forever? Like, is he going to bring, like, just uh, his crew? I named the guy, so I, I named the guy Bart. Bart, obviously, is the Night King. Uh, you got Grandpa Simpson, Monty Burns, Groundskeeper Willie, and uh, either Skinner's mom or Moshe's, like, I'm not sure. The last one rounded him out. The whole crew. Hey, well, here, here's what they could do. I mean, they we already saw Danny was able to take quite a few passengers on her dragon here. You know, she was like, get your bus passes out here, our 275 a ride, get on. Right. Night, Bart Simpson, Night King here, all his family members hop on as well, and then when they're on the other side of the wall, turn all the people on that side, the humans into zombies, then on that side of the wall. 
That's I mean, true. they do need to get their whole army through. A lot of them got burned just now, I guess, or fell in the water, but they probably still have pretty good numbers. They could get them through somehow, I'm sure. I, I don't know. But the, another another two things, the opposite question is, you remember how Jon Snow tried to take that hand down to, you know, Westeros, or whoever did, mm-hmm. try to send that dead well, walk. Who was Alistair it? Alistair Thorne got sent down to do it, yeah. Yeah, and then it kind of melted and didn't really do anything. It did. So, but it was just a hand. I think that's why they want to, sorry to cut you off there, but I think that that's why they want a whole person now. They no. figure it won't. Right, so if that if that whole person doesn't make it like alive again, which I, I'm not even worried about, that's being a. It's deal. not going to happen. You know that it's going to. Right, I mean. right, but like that whole mythical thing of like walkers walking. So the, obviously they're going to take over. The one thing I was thinking about, though, I, I think I mentioned these offline, was the whole theory of uh, Bran being the Night King. I don't know if you read up on this, but yeah, I've seen people saying this because what people think the Night King. You think he looks like Bart Simpson. Some people are saying he looks kind of like the brand actor a little bit somehow. Is that where this basis is coming from? Well, I mean, I know Bart Simpson's not going to be showing up um, anytime soon. So the closest, well, if you're putting the theories together, B is Bran, you know, uh, Bran and Bart, they kind of they kind of go together, but Bran, uh, the whole theory was real quick was that fact that uh, he he can go Morg or was it Morg or Morph M- Mighty Morphin Warg uh, Warg yeah, yeah Warg Warg yeah. into any of the anything basically in general any person you could also whisper. Well, I mean, we don't know. He hasn't worked. The only person we've seen him work into is Hodor, which was a mentally challenged person. Even though we saw that he was the one who kind of. Caused he did that. He did challenge. that. Yeah. But we haven't seen him. We haven't seen him be able to warg into a regular person yet. So that might be beyond his power. I don't know. Especially like a, a, we don't. A, the, also, the White Walkers aren't really people. They, they're, they used to be, I guess. But we don't know if he would have the power to do that. But maybe. Yeah. I mean, I don't think this is going to happen. But I, I guess it's theoretically possible. But but what would be the end to this? Like, if he really is the. Why is he doing this? Like, well, is it a mistake or? Well, uh, yeah. So, like, the whole thing was with when he was talking to Children Forest, he's, he's downloading all the Google Maps he can um, from the the Three Eyed Raven. He was talking to that that one of the children, saying, "We didn't really want to start. We didn't want to create the White Walkers." Like he said, "You guys created it." It's like, well, we were in fear. Humans were killing us. Such fear of who? And then the Children Forest says, "You points to Brand." So why would? Why would people be afraid? Why would Children Forest be afraid of Bran as the past well, and future kind of thing? You know. Okay. So you're si- so the initial read from that scene would be obviously not talking about you literally, Bran, but you as a human. They're afraid of humans. But you're saying that maybe take it literally that it was literally Bran they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, because he could. She could have okay. said you That's humans. She could have said you humans. And this well, is from, but it was implied. I mean, I would say. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of things that you think that are implied, uh, and then the other, the other, right. the other factor was uh, this is all on. Um, if you just Google search it, there was uh, three poses of the Night King. I think this is the dumb part though, like putting his hands up, and then Bran putting his hands up, and then the guy who got turned into the White Walker with the dragon glass, putting his hands up, kind of like yeah. uh, they all... Well, they're all just doing the they're just doing the Bartman all the Yeah, they're just doing the Bartman the whole time, so I don't know, I don't know, but don't know. what do you think? That I think that theory could be possible, just because everything's kind of leading up who is the Night King, and the answer's never been, you know, more relevant till now, and then Brandon well, Shaw. We saw who he was, we saw that he was just a guy, like, we saw the guy get turned into, right, in that flashback with the children of the forest, so I think it is that guy, he was just a former human, 
Right. I don't but, think he's anyone special necessarily. But I think I he think, got turned into a weapon. So he was just some. So well, he had red hair, so he was like some ginger at the time, right? Um, oh, so Tormund likes red, him then. He reddish brownish hair. <laughs> but like him doing him turning into that, it could be kind of like one of those taking from um, Lord of the Rings where like how does Smeagol get formed like back it had to do with the forest it had to do with like some some wholesome experience of like be enjoying the green acres now everything's hell fire and brimstone so maybe there's there's that one part of that scene where the children's forest is Bran there like is does Bran have something to do with it you know okay so it could be there in the background yeah just right yeah Uh, maybe right we'll see right I don't know I don't know if I looked at there but it is interesting even though I don't yeah I don't think it'll be true all right so are you ready for my my rewriting my armchair quarterbacking for the writer here what I would have done to make things make more sense the the remix by cop drew yeah I'm ready for you to drop that cop drew remix here's what it is Sansa Stark, right? She, last season they made Jon King of the North. No, they should have made Sansa Queen of the North. Then, here's why I say this. First of all, like, Sansa was right in this episode when she said that I was really the one who won the Battle of the Bastards, bringing the Vale troops in. Jon fucked up, he was going to lose it, which is true. And then Lyanna, Mormont later, little Lyanna, she's like, she wants, she's the one who instigates Jon being named King, calling everyone out, and then naming him King. But she's like a little girl. Like, maybe she would have been like, instead, oh, let's get a girl in here. Let's get a queen in. Make Sansa queen. Maybe some people wouldn't have been on board. But, like, Sansa has the forces to back her up. Then, this season, Arya comes in, right? We feel like it's forced. The, um, the Arya-Sansa dynamic and beef is forced a little bit. But if Arya waltzes back in and Sansa's queen, maybe they do have more realistic beef now. It would make that encounter more plausible. The Jon stuff, would, I think, would also make better because... John would could still go to Dragonstone meet Danny. He could do it for Sansa. Be like, I'll be your emissary. It would make more sense to send him if he's not king. He's just a bastard still, whatever. <laughs> Her brother, you know, brother. So that would make more sense. Then I also think it would make the Danny John romance they're trying to get in here better too, because it's more forbidden. Like, oh, Danny's supposed to marry a lord or someone to to you know secure the throne. Right. But she starts falling in love with this bastard John, and then obviously she doesn't know who he really is. I don't know, I just feel like if they made Sons a Queen... And also, the, the best part to me about this was sets up the parallel of a war of three queens, because you got Cersei, Danny, and then Sansa. Right. So that's why what I think the writers should have done, and it would have made the conflicts better and more natural, in my opinion. What, what do you think of that, of that armchair writing? I think it's a lot of... I mean, I think, like you said, it all resolves in, it results in the same way. So, like, I could see your end being... Uh, you, you didn't really change the end result, right? So you're just saying you're, right, just you're changing, make, it make more sense. You're changing some X and O's. Uh, I do. The one thing I love is the whole uh, three dynamic uh, woman leaders, yeah. uh, and I think that's one of the best part of this show is the fact that there is female heroines in this show. Even though uh, Danny has not been like injured, other than like in the first season, she has not had really any cuts or bruises to her. Other than the fact, yeah, she fell off the dragon, but. Well, do you have to have cuts or bruises to be a heroine? What do you mean? No, no, I mean, like, uh, compared to everyone else, Jon Snow keeps on dying. Cersei had to get, like, buck naked and have shame. Like, every single character has went through their ebbs and flows. She went from, like, 
like yeah. she's white privilege to the utmost, right? She just basically has a royalty. She ha- she and gets she, out of a hot bath, and then she yeah, yeah. She, gets, she hasn't taken an L since early on, for the most right, part. Right. So yeah. this is the well, old, she did old in this episode with the dragon with two chains dying or getting turned, but um. But, yeah, also, yeah, she literally had a white uh, outfit in this one. Look, she had her tailors make her a little uh, snow outfit. I didn't th- that didn't look warm enough to me. Like, Danny's good with the heat. I would think she'd be really bad with cold. Like, she, she should have been shivering, teeth chattering up on the dragon. It was now. red carpet, man, up in, up in the north, man. You got you to gotta rock those dresses. You got to show. And plus, she's trying, to, she's trying to lock down that man, you know, Johnny Snow. Cause mm-hmm. she, she, well, that's why she, She's got yeah, sacrificing uh, beauty for, or looking good for right, uh, that's, comfort. That yeah. sets back the feminism a little bit right there. <laughs> but, yeah. but at the same time... Good point. Yeah, at the same time, I do love the concept of... I mean, but I guess in a literal sense, yes, uh, Jon Snow is the king, but right now, at this point, you know, Sansa's running shit, so therefore she yeah. is a female leader. The only time, and going back to the first thing you said, the only time Arya kind of got shook a little bit was when... Sansa pushed back and said, listen, you wouldn't be here up in our house mm-hmm. if it wasn't for me. And then right. they had this tit for tat at the end, which was, which I, I really enjoyed that, that part of the whole dynamic, yeah. I guess. So The first scene was a little better than the second one. I did like when Sansa also was like, oh, you were at this at uh, the execution. Oh, well, you didn't do anything either. Like, you didn't save it's like, father. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's bitch, like, you didn't do anything. Yeah, exactly. So... I don't know. I just I'm just playing this like trying to rewrite it now because I'm I am frustrated with the show. It's obvious from our whole conversation here. So that being said, I will just wrap it up to say though that overall I still like like I said, cinematography is great, acting is still good. Uh, Amelia Clark in this episode, she's got shit on over the years for not being as great of an right. actress. I thought she did a really good she job in this episode. She picked it up. But yeah, so most elements of the show I really love. Obviously, it just it just gets frustrating when. Especially compared to the books, and especially compared to earlier seasons, the the logic's not working. But um, anything else you want to say in the episode, or should we get a little bit into the preview? Did you watch the preview for? The I finale? did. I did. It was. It, it felt like a Mad Men kind of preview. It was just like cutting, um, not ra- showing, right? random well, scenes, and it should. It wasn't that bad. I don't think. I mean, I I did think it was pretty clear that they are in King's Landing, and all the characters are going to be all together here. It seems like. Well, it, yeah, so, I mean, just the last comment on the whole episode of Six, uh, I think what it needs to happen, uh, if I was to remix, there should have been, like, a couple more deaths, like you mentioned, but at the same time, there should have been, you know, some of the things, like, Varys did not get a, a word in, and I feel like he could have played a bigger role, because he all he did say in the episode before was, like, I read a note, what it say, you need to talk to Tyrion, but he's been, like, connected to the whole thing so like what why is Varys not really getting some time I don't know it's just one of those questions I, I had so I don't know yeah I, I don't know some things you just gotta be like yeah it's it is a TV show still so they can't get everyone in every one you know they they gotta let some people at the sidelines right. certain episodes but, okay so preview preview but, yeah yeah you watched it well, I watched it a yeah little bit. like you said it wasn't much to go on I definitely took that they're gonna be I assume that thing is going to live. They they are successfully going to bring the white back to show Cersei and everyone. This still seems pretty weird, like how they're having this whole meeting. I guess they also showed all Danny's troops coming up. So and they showed Jamie and Brown looking down at the, the Dothraki and the Unsullied. So I guess they're going to be like Danny's kind of going to be threatening them. Like I do have all these forces. I could come smash it here. But I don't know. I, I still don't think Cersei is going to like care. You know, even if they're showing her this dead. 
yeah, the dead are coming back to, to life or whatever. Like, she's still not going to give the throne to Danny over this, you know? Right. And it, or work together. I don't see her working together with them even at all, you know? Well, right now, it's basically trying to be diplomatic about it and that's whole Tyrion's philosophy. And, you know, Danny's actually going to partake in that a little bit. But she also knows her sister, uh, his sister, that she's going to be tripping no matter what. Mm-hmm. She's going to try to kill someone no matter what. But I think the one thing that I saw from that preview that I'm super excited about is the fact that it's going to be a, a plethora, an orgy, whatever, of just like all these characters kind of being together in one scene. And I feel like that is, that's awesome. Just from a fan's point of view, just to see a lot of these actors that I like, like I love, I love Cersei, fuck, I keep on forgetting her, her name, but... Lena uh, Headey. Yeah, Sarah Connor. And there's going to be two Sarah Connors hanging out, you know? Amelia Clark and Lena Healy. Uh, they've both been Sarah Connor in yeah, their past Heady life. with a D. Heady, but, uh, yeah. Amelia Clark was Sarah Connor? She was in the last, oh, she was in termi- that Terminator, last Terminator. The young, young Sarah <laughs> That's Connor. That's funny. Yeah, so... See, Sansa doesn't get to be queen. She doesn't get to be Sarah Connor either. She Come got on. to. She got to be Jean Grey. I mean, Jean Grey okay, is on sure. another level. So, yeah, I watched that. Uh, me and Lady Padre watched that X Men movie. She was in fairly recently. Also off HBO Go, I believe. And yeah, Sansa Stark not doing a great American accent. I gotta say, sorry. <laughs> to, I, I think she's an okay actress, but yeah, not really doing accent well. Struggling, but that's all right. So yeah, so one of my thoughts on what the final episode is going to be, I agree with you. It'll be cool. It's kind of like this episode where you like seeing all these characters you love together, interacting, bantering, joking. It's all it's cool, good acting, everything. But it's still going to be contrived a little bit to get them all together. It seems like you know. But I'm looking forward to the finale. Is supposed to be like an hour and a half or close to that, I believe. So longest episode ever. They got a lot to cover, and uh, it should be good. What's the one thing storyline wise you want to happen? Because you already talked about remixing it. Well, I think this will happen, and I do want to finally see Baelish get got here. He, he's got to go. And I want to see Bran getting involved with this, or with something, helping his siblings out. Yeah, the so Bran... Those, those things. The reason why I'm so into that theory, I just love the Bran storyline. Like, that, out of all the things in Game of Thrones, I feel like that is probably the best thing, because he had the, the huge... Oh, y'all right there, champ? Sorry, I was trying to send out a quick raven and dropped my uh, utensil. So you basically threw a uh, Joe Flacco interception there. Oh, that's right. <laughs> but, but, I threw I, I Brian Hoyer did if you if you saw that <laughs> gift from Twitter. I did not see day. that. Is that preseason? It's actually? pretty funny. Look it up. Yeah, preseason for the Niners. Okay. All right. So, but yeah, brand storyline. I want to see some kind of resolve. Maybe not with the full theory, but I want to see the same way they ta- saw like uh, you know Lyanna Stark right and uh, Targaryen mm. had that. That romance. Oh, real quick. The one thing that was missed two episodes was when, what's her name? Uh, Gilly? Gilly? Yeah. Was talking about reading through the scrolls, was talking about the permitted right. marriage, and they just skirted over that because Sam was like, fuck this yeah. shit, I'm out. I brought it up. That was the episode previous. Yeah, yeah, yeah I brought yeah. it up last I just, I just, I watched both of them uh, a little while ago. But, anyways, going back to it, I want to see Bran have a bigger part or some kind of, not conclusion, but some kind of additional information that we're missing out on and i think they've been saving it for a reason so we'll see okay well we might see it then all right so i think that'll do it prince nam good job today giving me great great counsel we'll be back i believe in the small council room for the finale next week look out for that please stay subscribed or get subscribed to brooklyn rebound network where you're hearing this Mm. or uh check out pod boys on youtube where we post this i believe 
And uh, quick plugs for our some other podcasts we do. Voices in Your Head with our, our boy Aaron Rosen, great comedian, great impersonations, impressions, uh, very funny show. And we have the Pod Trump Podcast Takeover, also with the two of us and Aaron and some special guests. Great comedy improv shows. Check them out. Subscribe. Anything else you want to throw in there? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, well, the Brooklyn Nets season schedule got released, uh, well, not just theirs, but the whole NBA. And there's been a lot of Kyrie Irving things, so Brooklyn Rebound's coming oh, back. Okay. Right now it's it's almost the end of August, so I'm going to say early September. Watch for that 100th sewed coming, All dropping right. with we'll that the fire. Long, the very long awaited. <laughs> more time between, I think there's more time between episode 99 and 100 than there's going to be between well, season 7 and 8. Well, I figure like, once the small council's done, you got to move on to other things. Like, you're already anticipating Mr. Irrelevant. Well, yeah, Mr. Irrelevant's going to come right. back on Brooklyn Rebound Network here, so... Yeah, look out for all our great podcasts. Pod Boys Productions, doing it big. And uh, we're going to be up out of here. It's King of the Padres signing off. It's East Valhar. It's your boy, Prince Nam. Peace.